Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Good morning, good morning, rise and shine. You're on with the due time with Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you yesterday? Ah, yesterday was wow Wednesday, and we got started with our girl Vivian and her socially conscious segment, as Vivian told us about the parking meter increase here in New York City, starting October and November. We are getting an increase anywhere from one. $3, $5, $9, $10. Oh, my goodness. They are going buck wild. Well, you know how we get to this city. You know, it's going to be a little more expensive. But I also hear that it's also going to get expensive out here in Jamaica, Queens. Yes. So, uh, I don't know. You have to look forward to because some areas will be a little more expensive than others. So, if you got your little car, get your little pennies ready, or get ready to log on to that app where you're going to spend a couple of extra dollars. And, you know, we kind of questioned their goal. They said that they were making this more expensive so that it would open up more pockets. Now, I wanted to know what that meant because who are you opening up the parking to other than other parking people? So I, I don't understand what they're talking about. We honestly think that this is another way they're going to get the pennies to pay for the migrants that are coming over here. But that, I guess that'll come out later if that is the true situation. Well, those who are interested or who are already receiving SNAP benefits, there will be an increase in October also. Now, they're kind of adjusting some of their eligibility and 
Some people will have to work a few more hours a month. There will be a three-month benefit window. They are expanding the age limit from 50 to 52. Now, I don't really know what that means either because elderly people get SNAP benefits. Young people get SNAP benefits. I don't know what's going on. You know, all of this stuff that's happening here, it's really not clear. You know why? Because I really think that all of this stuff is being thrown out to accommodate certain situations, and they're not being real thorough about the information because they think that we're not paying attention. So uh, at the end of the, you know, at the end of the line, just go ahead. If you need the SNAP benefits, see if you're eligible. And if you are, you know, maybe God will open up a little door, even if it's temporary. You know, you don't know what God will use as a bridge. Hey, we need to think about that part. All right. One more thing that uh, Vivian did talk about. She talked about the parents who just might get some refund when it comes to their children who may have bought the Fortnite game and maybe some other game that was out here in the gaming world. Yeah, somehow or another, you know, the children were able to buy, whether it was intentional or mistakenly, purchased, but somehow or another, they're ordering a refund. They're ordering a refund to those parents whose children may have purchased or the gaming system took money when they really shouldn't have. So, you know, check it out. Check it out. See if there's a refund coming your way. Listen, I'll tell you like I said regarding the, what do you call that thing? Facebook refund. If it's $5, I want it. So you never know. You may need to put it in the parking meter. Ah, see how, you know, things just kind of come around and happen for you. So that was Vivian's socially conscious segment. Well, we did get to our topic of conversation. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, was this such a timely conversation, why spending time with God is so important. Yeah. And some of the points that were made was, you know, spending time with God will bring us closer to Him. And listen, I always say, it's like any other relationship. You know, you you are dying to get involved with this man or this woman and, you know, you're texting and you're calling and you're going out and, you know, you're chilling with one another. Are they still using that word? When they're chilling and spending time with one another. And I got to tell you, you know, hey, what do you think is going to happen when you spend time with God? Yeah. When you're chilling with God, when you're texting God, when you're calling God, yes, that is going to bring you closer to him. And when you get closer to him, you will begin to learn who he is, which was another point. Well, what about getting into that routine? Yeah, the more you do it, the more it becomes a routine. It's not such a task 
It's not such a chore. No one has to remind you. It becomes an automatic part of your day. So you may want to just take that time to spend with God because we need it. We need it. And, you know, I didn't cover some of the other stories that came out of Vivian's socially conscious segment, but I promise you all you need to do is either pick up the news or survey your own life. Because once you do that, you're going to automatically see the need to spend time with God. And I, I honestly think that if you just look at the world condition, you're going to automatically know, uh, I need to spend time with the Lord. Because not spending time with God is helping us deteriorate. Look at your own life. What needs improvement? What could be better? What relationships can be stronger? Well, if you spend more time with God, he'll reveal that to you. Even if you think everything is okay. When you spend time with God, when I tell you, he starts revealing some stuff. Whoa. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm able to continually tell you or continuously tell you that God keeps giving me stuff. Because I'm spending more time with him. So that enables him to deliver more things to me. You know, someone keeps telling me, God doesn't speak to me like that. He doesn't speak to me the way he speaks to you. Yes, he does. But you got to spend time with him. You got to know he's talking to you. Because a lot of times, I got to tell you, it's not until you spend time with God that you realize that he's trying to communicate with you. It's not until you're spending time with God that you realize that he can communicate with you. It's not until you start spending time with God that you realize that he will spend time with you and communicate with you. So this is a two-way street here. There's no one-sided situation, even in prayer time. Prayer time is not for you to just go kneeling and start begging and asking God for stuff. Spending time with God in prayer is not just him giving you stuff. It's an exchange. I go back to that relationship with this man or this woman. You got to spend the time. And it's not until you do so that it becomes real. So I'm telling you, get yourself together so you can spend more time with the Lord. Okay? If you're too busy, you have to cut out some things. Those kids driving you crazy, man, you better put them to bed just a little bit earlier. So you can spend time with God. That's the only way you're going to keep your sanity and make that quality time with the kids good time. All right? That quality time with the kids on, you know, it's not you yelling and them driving you crazy. So even, you know, to get through our daily chores, our daily tasks, our daily routine, you have to spend time with God just to do that. All right? All right? Well, that's how we spent our Wednesday. So today is Therapeutic Thursday, the day we spend time with God talking about our health. Yes, whether it's physical health, mental health, 
whether it's emotional, financial, listen, we do it all shapes, forms, and fashions of health around here. Okay? All right. So let's get ready to rumble. Go get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph. Stand on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Macy Kumkornrucha, adolescent medicine specialist at Nicholas Children's Hospital. PCOS, also known as polycystic ovarian syndrome, is a disorder that causes uh, menstrual issues within uh, teenagers. It's very common and this hormonal disbalance can also cause um, patients to have more acne, uh, more hair in their body, and to develop cysts within their ovaries. While it is a common disorder, um, the treatment for PCOS is, is also very common. It, it would be the combination of uh, birth control pills uh, with the possibility of a medicine called metformin and um, weight loss for some individuals that are dealing with insulin resistance and obesity. Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to a new time with Pastor Steph. And it is Therapeutic Thursday. Today we spend time talking about our health. So we're giving God thanks for just waking us up today, getting us started on our way, as they say. And just Spending time with him early in the morning as we're getting our day jump-started and we're giving our time to God. And we're having a good time doing it. At least I am. Yeah. So let's get to chatting. Wow. We're talking about our health this morning. You know, we do our little health tips. And I got a couple of things for you. Well, the first thing we want to talk about, you know, if you've got this inflammation going on in your body, we want to talk about some ways to kind of reduce that. Now, if you were on with us last Thursday, you would have heard our sister Gertie with our trust talk with Gertie as we talk about our hair, me telling her about the really bad itching in my hair and my head and some other stuff that I was experiencing. And she mentioned inflammation. 
And, you know, I would have never put the two together. But see, God always has a ram in the bush where he sends us answers to our many questions. And I told you last week I was making that appointment, and I did. I go to the endocrinologist tomorrow. As our sister Gertie mentioned, the inflammation can be addressed because it can be a hormonal issue or all kinds of stuff. And we've spoken to our doctor, Pierre Gordon, about inflammation and things like that and how it affects your body. So with all of that going on, when I came across this, I thought this was really good. Well, get that pen and paper out because one of the things they say we can do to reduce inflammation naturally, eat more plants. Yeah. They say colorful fruits and non-starchy vegetables are filled with anti-inflammatory phytonutrients antioxidants and fiber and they say this can help reduce your risk of cancer diabetes heart disease and other chronic illnesses okay so they say at every meal we need to try to load up on two-thirds of plant-based anti-inflammatory foods such as brussels sprouts broccoli cabbage cauliflower apples blueberries and those rank high for natural antioxidants okay just in case you didn't get it all brussels sprouts broccoli cabbage cauliflower apples and blueberries are the number one for the antioxidants and polyphenol all righty well, if we're talking about cutting down the inflammation, naturally, they say cut back on the red meat. All right. So they say if meat are your preferred protein, limit your consumption of red meat like beef, lamb, and definitely the pork. They say eating red meat can contribute to chronic inflammation. So aim for less than 18 ounces a week. So I just want you to know, we really don't eat a lot of red meat in my house. No, we have stopped. Well, Shanti's doesn't eat red meat at all. Well, at least not the beef part. But for a couple of years now, we haven't been buying much red meat. Very, very, very rarely do we eat red meat in the house. But I still got inflammation issues. So see, this is what I wanted to share that with you because as we eliminate the stuff that could be possibilities, that helps because at least when I go to the doctor, I can say, I don't do this, I don't eat that. So, you know, help. Help yourself by cutting back on the things that would definitely, you know, give you some inflammation. So they say if you want to go plant diet, 
to reduce that inflammation, get more black beans, kidney beans, chickpeas, or lentils. Those are great replacements for animal proteins, black beans, kidney beans, chickpeas, or lentils. They say eggs and cheese are also good protein choices to round out your plate. Okay? So, black beans, kidney beans, chickpeas, lentils, eggs, and cheese. Get that stuff on your plate. Get rid of that red meat. All right? They say naturally reduce the inflammation. Go for the good fat. Okay? They say that you have to limit your omega-6 fatty acids and get some good omega-3 fatty acids. Now, get that pen to jotting salmon, tuna, walnuts, pecans, chia seeds, flax seeds, and avocado. Alrighty, you want that list again? I got it for you. I got it for you. Salmon, tuna, walnuts, pecans, chia seeds, flax seeds, and avocado. And just to help you out, you can put your walnuts, your chia seeds, your flax seeds, your avocado. That can all go into your smoothie. Yes. And that helps out a lot. Drink your way. They say when adding fats to your food, choose olive oil, canola oil, corn, peanut, soybean, and sunflower oils. Okay? Those are your best oils, they say. Olive, canola, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Scratch your list. Pastor Steph made some mistake. I, I got a little, a little twisted too. That's what made me reread it. Cause I was like, wait, something don't sound right. Okay, let's do this again. Good facts. They say when you're adding fats to your food, choose olive or canola oil. That ends the list. They're saying stay away from the high omega. Six fatty acids, and those would be corn oil, peanut oil, soybean oil, or sunflower oil. Okay? Please forgive me. All right? If you want to reduce inflammation naturally, number four, they say limit processed foods. We just got finished talking about this last week. Okay? They say get your whole foods, such as all the stuff that I've mentioned a minute ago, they say artificial ingredients put your immune system uh, out of whack and it makes your body go into chronic inflammation. They say skip foods that come in a box or a bag <laughs> and shop for natural food. Man, that's a quick way of telling you what to get and what not to get, right? 
sit food in a box or a bag. Wow. So they're saying we need to limit our consumption of processed meats, such as deli meat, sausage, bacon, pepperoni, and hot dogs. All right? That's deli meat, sausages, bacon, pepperoni, and hot dogs. Avoid soda and sports drinks because those are the ones that contain a lot of sugar, and they also contain chemicals that increase inflammation. I didn't even realize that. You know, when you think about sports drinks and soda, the first thing you think about is high glucose. I didn't think about inflammation. Okay. Now, number five, to reduce your inflammation naturally, they say go for the healthy spices and herbs. Okay. Ready? Basil, dill, oregano, rosemary, thyme, black pepper, cinnamon, cumin, garlic, turmeric, and I'm hoping I pronounce this because I see this all the time, anise or anise, A-N-I-S-E. I see I've seen this forever. Not quite sure if I'm pronouncing it properly. Those are things that are easy to get your hands on. I know buying them fresh is a challenge if you're not cooking all the time because you're going to have to store this. Get a good Ziploc bag. And I have to tell you, great value, Walmart brand, they are the bomb. And I have to tell you, they really keep your food fresh because when you buy these items fresh, they will spoil quickly if you do not store them properly. And that's even in your refrigerator. If you put them in your refrigerator, you can actually lose the value of the nutrients. So get yourself some great value Ziploc bags. If you got to go for name brand, do your thing. But I'm telling you, great value brand is the joint. All right? Don't text me, Shanties. Basil, dill, oregano, rosemary, thyme, black pepper, cinnamon, cumin, garlic, turmeric, and anise. I'm going to say it like that. Those, they say, are essentials. Okay? And you can add these to anything, to your soups, to your salads, to your dips, to your meats, to your beans, to your vegetables. I'm telling you, these these ingredients here, those herbs and spices are really, really flavorful and definitely will turn up your food. So you're going to really enjoy it. Trust me. All right? They say add fermented foods to your diet. All right? Now they say top your sandwiches with sauerkraut. That's a great fermented food. They don't list much else. So other than low-fat, plain 
organic yogurt instead of sour cream. Okay? They say that it's really good for your stomach and your digestive system, the fermented food. And, of course, drink more water. One to three liters a day. Definitely helps reduce inflammation. Well, then I should have absolutely none because I am a water fountain. So, again, with all the inflammation, all the water I drink, and the fact that I have really cut out a lot of red meat, I really eat 90% less red meat. So, I really got to check out my diet. So, those are the natural ways we can get rid of inflammation. And we talk about this quite often. This topic has come up quite often, but again, when I saw it today or last night, I really thought to include it because of what we talked about last week. And I thought about all the stuff that I'm no longer doing, but I'm still dealing with inflammation. So last time I went to the doctor, my inflammation markers were, I mean, they were out of this world. Oh, my goodness. They were... In some areas, the markers were literally doubled. So, I mean, it might be just due to my health condition. But if I can help, if you can help stop that inflammation, then come on, come on, come on, let's get this done. All righty? All righty. Wow, what are we talking about today? All right, I got to give you this one. I, I, I have to give you this one. This is really important, really important. I found an article that talks about defrosting chicken and how you need to defrost your chicken. They're giving us some safe methods. All right, so I, I saw this this morning, and I was like, wow, I got to give, I got to give this. All right, now, they say that we have to make sure that we stay. Remember last week? Wow, I didn't even see this because I didn't really look into this. I just saw the caption and know we needed it. Remember last week I was talking about, your food has to stay between the 40 and the 140 degrees. And, and, and that's the, um, well, be careful of those, of leaving your food out, because in those particular degrees, if you sit your food out, the bacteria grows in, if you leave your food out. And when it sits in between those numbers, well, actually, it's come back up in this particular article. So they say that your meat can be exposed and enters a threatening zone and you can possibly walk into food poisoning, okay? They say the CDC estimates that 1 million people get sick from eating contaminated poultry every year. And that's what we were talking about yesterday, um, last week, that cross-contamination. They say to thaw chicken safely 
and boy, God has covered us. Because I tell you, that is not, this is a, we do not cover these methods. Microwave. Now, there is a defrost button on your microwave. Please do not put it on a regular minute, two minutes, whatever, because you'll be cooking your food. So there is a defrost method on your microwave. Use that, okay? They say that is number one for a safe method. They say, again, defrost button, okay? They say the other option were to run the chicken under cold water or let your meat begin to defrost on the bottom shelf in the fridge. Man, when I tell you that God is the only reason why y'all are talking to Pastor Stuff today, because we don't have a microwave. We do not. I'm not running no water in my house unnecessarily. So that definitely would not come to my mind because running water means money. And we do not put our food in the bottom shelf of the refrigerator because in here we're always rushing to the for something because cooking is like last minute, you know, and I say, God has got to help us out in here, so man, oh man, oh man, so they also say, don't rinse your chicken with the hopes of removing bacteria, they say the splashing water spreads bacteria around, why aren't we dead by now, oh my gosh, we do all of these things. God is such a good God. <laughs> okay. So, they say that there's a typical question. What about sitting your meat in cold water? Yeah, man. They said no. No, no, no. They they even say that some of the questions, listen, 57 years later, I haven't died yet. I've never gotten sick. I just ate some thawed out chicken. No. They say in the microwave on defrost mode, under cold water, and make sure you run it slowly so it's not splattering all over the place and put it on the bottom of the refrigerator. They say don't put your frozen chicken on the counter or in the sink to thaw out while the chicken is ice cold. They say portions of it become too warm and the bacteria will start to grow. Okay, they say throw the chicken in your refrigerator up to two days ahead of when you plan to cook it. They say this will give the chicken's thickest parts plenty of time to de-ice while keeping the outside portions chilled. Shanti, go go put that that chicken in the refrigerator. (laughs) Oh, God. 
they say that also are putting your chicken on a plate on the bottom shelf of the refrigerator. Don't leave the chicken out longer than 15 minutes. And avoid washing the poultry before you cook it. They say we think that washing the chicken before cooking can make it safer. They say, but again, Doing so actually spreads the disease. Ooh, baby. For Therapeutic Thursday, I'm telling you, we're going to have to make sure we find other ways of getting this stuff done and take our time. I'm definitely, we, we definitely got to change our methods in here because, you know what, they, you know, the Bible tells us that God winks at us during our times of ignorance. And just like these people have said, you know, you've done these things for years and you just assume that it's okay because you haven't gotten sick. But in actuality, it's only by the grace of God that we haven't gotten sick. All right. Okay. I got this. Yo, this it was a crazy story today. I found this this morning. So, there's this woman who's a journalist in Australia, and they got to talking in whatever type of conversation she was in. They got to talking about just like the birth registry and, and things like that for, you know, the registry for deaths and marriages and things like that and how things could do the cracks. So they claim that they've strengthened their methods so more things don't happen. So they were talking about your legal name and how, you know, they have, at least out in Australia, I don't know about here in the United States. I never heard this before. Maybe you have, but I haven't. There are certain names that you cannot name your baby. Yeah. Literal words that can't be used. Now, clearly Mercedes, Lexus, Bonquisha, Quartavius, those things are not on the list. But what happens is it goes when you put the name in the database, I guess whoever... Because we're writing these things, or now they're not writing them anymore, I guess, because now for quite a few years now, they have someone at the hospital, a notary, and they take this information from you. So it goes to a database, and the database is supposed to flag certain names and certain words. So being that she was having a baby, she figured this journalist figured she'd send this name through the database and try and and because they knew for sure that the name would get spit back and then it goes into a subsequent name suggestion data bank and they send it to you because they can't automatically name your child for you so they inform you that the name has been rejected at least in australia 
The name's been rejected, and here are some of the name options if you don't have any, right? So she decides she's going to go with, ready? Methamphetamine rules. That's what I said. Methamphetamine rules. So that would be the first name and the middle name because automatically this, it's a separation for the surname, for the family name as they call it, because they show you a document. So she she names she has the baby, she names the baby, and she thinks her and her husband they're waiting for something to come in the mail that says. It's been rejected. Here are your suggestions. Our suggestions. Here are your options. Well, she got the birth certificate. And the birth certificate said, first name, methamphetamine, middle name, rules. Yeah. And she was mortified. Because here's the thing, it went through. And I don't know if any of you know this, but especially here in the United States, even if you are the natural parent, you go through literal hell. And I'm, I, there's no other way to say it. I don't even want to say you jump through hoops because that's, that's too light. You go through literal hell to rename your child. That's first name, middle name, or last name. I know someone who did it. He was changing his children's name to from the wife's name to his name, which it should have been done like that in the beginning, but they had some stupid plan. And when they realized that that was a dumb plan, they decided to go ahead and give the child, the two girls, the legal name of the father. And the mama, because they were men. And we had to put them this in the newspaper. Oh, my gosh, when I tell you this stuff, he called me. He was like, Steph, I can't believe this nonsense. Yeah. So out in Australia, they had one heck of a time because they had, she had to literally contact the powers that be and try to get them to help. So she went to the registrar and explained what it was. And the only thing that fell was the fact that it should have been kicked back because, of course, methamphetamine should have been a rejected name. And because it slipped through the cracks, the registrar was able to substitute this methamphetamine rules with the baby's, cho- with their chosen name for the child. But here's the kicker. Unfortunately, original name stays in the system. So forever and a day, until the child dies, 
you know, as a you know, as an adult, hopefully, as a senior citizen, it will always read that. Let's say I don't even know if it's a, a boy or a girl because they didn't even say. So let's say John Anthony Smith was once methamphetamine rules Smith. <laughs> Man, when I tell you, you don't want to play these games. They took a picture of the birth certificate. Family name, which is their family name, given names, methamphetamine rules, and it will always stay like that. Yeah, it will show that the new name is there, but it will initially show. And I mean, it makes sense, though. It makes sense. It makes sense. It's almost like when you have your your social security number, it, it follows you. Every name you've ever used underneath that social security number. So it's the same premise. Yeah. Well, I guess you won't try those games anymore. They were shocked. So I just wanted to share that with you because I thought that was really, really funny. Wow, what else are we talking about today? Mm. Oh. You know, Chauncey always says, I hate to talk about mentally ill. I can't stand to talk of mental, mental illness because everything is being used. And we have all said, you know, they just use mental illness for everything. But i got to tell you that, you know, I'm really hoping that this particular story that I'm about to give to you is really a case of mental illness because this was heartbreaking. They say that there's a man out in... Texas, who broke into his neighbor's home with a bat, went into the child's room who was six years old, and beat the child with the bat. And the baby is in critical condition, needless to say. He's being charged with aggravated assault and injuring a child with a deadly weapon. And they they have to, they're taking him through uh, um, a, competent, a competency evaluation. And they said basically what happened was he broke through the neighbor's back door. He went up into little Jeremy's bedroom, hit the boy in the head causing multiple fractures, excuse me, to the child's skull and swelling to the brain. And when he went into the home, the mother, his mother, was actually behind him. So clearly something must have happened in the home and he was, you know, kind of irate or disoriented or whatever it was. And she chased him into the home trying to get him to not into the home. Well, when he hit little Jeremy, he then turned around and he hit the mother. And the wife 
said that she, when she woke up, she heard all this loud banging, and she saw there was a big hole in their picket fence. That was the, the, the fence between the two homes where he went. And when she looked out, she saw the mother, her mother-in-law, and her husband running from the home. And the mother was bleeding, covered in blood, and was screaming that uh, he had just gotten finished. He was doing some damage to people inside. He was killing everybody inside the house. But in actuality, it was just little Jeremy. So my prayers are for, you know, little Jeremy this morning. They say that even at six, he was fluent. He's fluent in Chinese. He plays the piano. And he's a role model to his younger brother. And they show this picture of him, and he has such a lit face, the cutest little smile, and then they show him in critical care unit, and he's all swollen in the face, his eyes. You know, we, that's, that's something we really need to cover in prayer because mental illness is real. And, you know, for all the people who continually use this as a scapegoat, you know, unfortunately, it takes away from the people who really need care because they do have a level of mental illness. So, you know, it, it's it's something that we really have to watch out for because, unfortunately, we have no idea when this will strike us. We have no idea. Here's another thing I wanted to talk about today in our news before I bring on our due time crew. And I thought this was really, really important because I've talked about this before. And one of the things, you know, we don't, uh, we don't take into consideration a whole lot of things when we make snap decisions when we're angry and we make decisions, we don't think of the long-term effect. And when I read this story, I was like, wow, because I remember having this conversation with a church member. And as a matter of fact, she was actually a deacon. And I was like, okay, you need your head examined. But I, I wanted to talk about this, and I, I'm sure that the Dukon Time crew is going to give us a nice conversation behind this story. Well, there's a dad who is here in New York City. Well, not New York City, in New York. In Shirley, New York. I'm not even on this. It's mostly a part of upstate. He's 33 years old. And he met this victim on an app in July. And they got to talking. And the, the victim was 18 years old. And he took advantage of her vulnerability, as always. And he took her through this level of trauma. And it says that she met up with him, which she agreed to do. And he ended up driving her like some 70 miles away from her home, 
where she knew no one, she had no friends, no family. And then he told her she would be staying with him in his car. Well, the next day, he allegedly began to force her to engage in sexual acts with strangers in exchange for money, which he kept for himself. He didn't give her any. And when she refused, they say that uh, he slapped her in the face, pulled out a knife, and threatened to stab her. And he continued to do this to her. And eventually, he ended up even sexually assaulting her himself. Well, she finally somehow got to a phone on September 1st and was able to get to this national human trafficking hotline. And the police, oh, yeah, the police picked her up and arrested the individual. He's now being indicted on four sex trafficking charges, two for promoting prostitution and two for criminal sex acts. And he's being held on $500,000 bond, and he has to go back to court in October 16th. Now, here, here's, here's where I'm going with this, because I told you the story because I want to go backwards. So she's 18 years old. She was homeless. And the reason why she was homeless is because her father kicked her out of the house when she turned 18 and finished high school. Not because she was bad, not because she was disrespectful, not for any other reason. And I'm sure, because I've, I've, I told you I've spoken to people, even there was a deacon in the church, and I couldn't figure out, oh, she's got to go. Oh, she's got to go when she's 18. She's got to get out of the house. And I said, well, is she misbehaving? Or, like, no, she's an adult at that point, and I'm not legally responsible for her. And I'm saying, I was, at the time, I was renting rooms in my home. And I was renting to couples. And one of the couples were actually older than I was. But because it's so hard out here, they, they have been looking. And finally, it was a co-worker, and he came to me. He was like, Seth. Yo, it's hard out here. Me and so-and-so are looking for an apartment. If you hear anything, he was like, yo, I'm even, I'm even desperate enough to, we, we, we can get a room. It's just that bad out here. We can't afford it. And I, as a human, uh, payroll administrator, I knew what he was making, and it wasn't a whole lot of money. And he said she didn't make a whole lot of money, and, so I said, well, actually, I'm actually, and it's funny because I had just started renting rooms and I hadn't told anybody. And so the timing of it was, was kind of interesting. And I rented to them, and there was another younger couple. And when this person was talking to me about it, I was like, well, where is she going? You know, I rent I ain't talking about renting my basement apartment or uh, 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 an apartment in a home or uh, 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 an investment property. No, I'm talking about rooms. She's not working. Where does she go? And why do you feel that because she's of age, quote, unquote, 
that she has to go. And because of this, this young lady was sleeping in the subway system, and she was just roaming around trying to make it happen. And she was literally homeless. And this is how this guy found her. This is how he spotted her. And this is how he was able to, you know, well, this is where he met her. Let me, let me put it like that. Because they, again, they connected on this, this app. But again, how do you think a lot of these other kids become homeless? Because their parents put them out. And I cannot get it. I can't get it. I don't understand it. It makes no sense. And again, we're not talking about the people in the street. We're not talking about non-believers. We're talking about this was a conversation I had with a deacon in the church. And I was just, because I, I at the time, I had an 18-year-old. And she was working. She was making money. But I knew that she couldn't really go out here and make it. I'm renting rooms, and I need to rent our room right about now. Because, so, you know, again, this we need to pray. This, you know, we have no pray for them today. And there's two things I'm putting on the table right now for, for the pray for them. And, and I'll definitely, if I forget, Shanti, please remind me. But those are two things I want to pray about today. But I want to discuss this with my uh with my due time crew and talk about this little new stuff we got going on. So let's talk to our girl Tamika and see what she's got to say. Good morning, Tamika. Good morning and happy Thursday to you. How you feeling today? Oh thanks. How are you? I am well, thank you. That's good. That's good. Okay, so Tamika, one of the first, uh, what do you call it, news stories we have is methamphetamine rules. Yo, baby. Uh, you thought you would try the system and see how that worked. What you thinking? <laughs> well, sometimes when you play with things, you you get caught, you know, and now you're mortified because of the issue that you caused, and now methamphetamine rules will follow your child for the rest of his or her life. Congratulations. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> of all the things that you could have done, you know, or that you could have offered me, methamphetamine's rules is not on the list, uh, uh, on my chart at all of things that you could have done, you know, and now you can't undo it. You know, it's, it's you can change it for for, you know, this time, but Let's just say this person gets married to a significant other, and I'm saying significant other because I don't know the gender of the child, you know, and somewhere in there, the wife or husband, whoever the spouse is, you know, happens to get hold of something and, and you know, you're going through documents, methamphetamine, what is this? You know, <laughs> so there's a whole yes. lot of explaining. You got a whole lot of explaining to do now. <laughs> yes, yes, and more. Yes, some things you cannot undo. Can't undo it. All right. We have this latter story that we're talking about, and I'm going to hold off on that because I just want to giggle a little bit about this name. And then I'll be back 
to talk to you about this other situation that we have. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's talk to our Pastor K.L. Good morning, Pastor K.L. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you today? Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm okay. I've been, I, I told myself I was going to take a day off, and then there's the, a the transformer that blew. So I'm walking around in the dark. But, you know, other than that, I'm okay. <laughs> it's all right, because as a child of God, you bring light to everywhere you go. So they'll be okay. You're on the, you're on the set. You're on the set. But thank you for joining Can't us. Can't make no burger with my I can't make no chicken with my life. <laughs> oh, my goodness, baby. Well, we have to put the chicken on hold. We have to put the chicken on hold. Oh, my goodness. So this journalist plays this Russian roulette, tries to see if the if the, if the, the, the system kicks out the name, methamphetamine rules. She's waiting to get this letter in the mail that says, here are your new options chosen name has been rejected, but lo and behold, she got a birth certificate with the name Methamphetamine Rules with their Smith surname. And unfortunately, even though the registrar says that it should have kicked the name back and they would replace, you know, with the with the real given name, chosen name by the parents. Methamphetamine rules has to stay because it did hit the system. And now the baby has to live while the child is an adult forever and ever on the back end of the, of the you know, the, the chart. <laughs> it will say methamphetamine rules. Ah, what do you think about that one? I guess they couldn't change the name because methamphetamine really rules. Um, I, I think that that's horrible. I, I think that's horrible. Who wants to? I mean, it's like labeling your child. Who who wants to go around with the label? And then the crazy part about it is that at birth, the child didn't know what that was anyway. And now, as you grow up, you kind of figure this out and realize this really is not a good name that I should have in the first place. Yeah, I think that's pretty bad. Yeah. You just can't test the system. You just can't test the system. Uh, thank you for joining us. I'm just going to hit Shantice up real quick, see what she says, and then we'll talk about our bigger story. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. I hear you. Okay. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? That's good. I'm well, thank you. I'm well. Methamphetamine rules. You thought it was a joke. Now the joke's on you. <sighs> we just don't know what to do with our time. We just don't know what to do with our time. Now, this poor little innocent baby that had nothing to do with this decision now has to walk around with this. All I can think is about it, is it that bad? Is this, Wait, I got a question. I got a question before you say that part. Is it that bad that the name is left in like the dust? 
but still kind of sits there. You know, I, my new name is Mark Anthony Smith or Mary Jane Smith. Is it that bad that that methamphetamine rules name sits in the background? Well, yeah, because I, I remember being in school and, like, there would be kids in my class that would have two names because either the parent changed the last name, like, you know, after a certain amount of years. So you may have one name on file, but then somehow they got whiff of another name. So now somehow the school got both names. So now the teacher, while while he or she is doing attendance, even names could get called at any time. So all you need is an ignorant teacher who would actually speak this out loud instead of, you know, probably reading it and being like, okay, this must be a mistake, or I'm just going to take this back to the office and check this out. Well, let me just bring up the other name. So, yeah, it, that's not... Poor baby. <laughs> all righty. Thank you so much for joining us. I see Brother Al has joined us. Let me see what he's got to say. Good morning, Brother Al. Hey, good morning, good morning. Chop, chop of the morning. You know what I'm doing? Get these kids upstairs. How everybody doing? Oh, yeah. Um, we're doing well, thanks. We're doing well. You know, Brother Al, methamphetamine rules started off as a joke. And now, you know, your new name may be Mary Mark. But your old name was methamphetamine. Do you think it's really that bad that although, you know, methamphetamine, you know, your new name might be Mark Anthony, that in somewhere in hindsight, your name is still on record as methamphetamine rules. Think it's that bad? So I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch too much of the story. So I kind of lost a little bit. There's a journalist who took kind of like a bet. And she thought that the registry, because the registry, the birth registry and the Department of Records, they're supposed to kick out certain words and certain names that go through the system. And what happened was they figured, okay, let's try and see if methamphetamine rules works, because if it doesn't and it shouldn't, it would kick it out and give us a list of, of suggestions have any other thoughts. But instead of them sending them, mailing them a list of names, suggestions, the name actually went through. So they got a birth certificate that said methamphetamine rules, myth. So she had to go to the registrar and explain what actually happened. And because the name should have been, the word should have been spit back, that was the only reason why they allowed them to actually change the name without any, you know, jumping through hoops. But legally, because the name did hit the system, you cannot erase 
methamphetamine rules. You can just put the new name, Mark Anthony Smith. But in the background, always say that his birth name or her birth name was methamphetamine rules. So my question is, is it really that bad? End of the day, in your opinion, that although your name is Alvin, in the background, oh, you want to call him? You want to call me? You you want to call government names on the radio, huh? This is what we do. <laughs> this is what we do. We want to call government. Nobody had to know. No, you just gave it up. Nobody had to know. You just called it. You set me up. Okay, go. Is that bad? Yeah, it's that bad. Yes. First, first and foremost, why would you even put that in in the beginning? You shouldn't have even put that down. Like, what were you thinking? You know, and, and me, I know there's some wild names out there, but, but when they put that name in, they like you said, they figure, oh, the spirit's already taken it, say so you can use these instead, and it backfired. They should have never did that from the beginning. That, that, man, what's wrong with people? <laughs> what's wrong with them? Yeah. I bet you they are, folks. Wrong I way. bet you they are, folks. <laughs> no, they're not. Nope, you got it no. wrong. Oh, okay. We finally got a little sense going on. But they're crazy. They deserve it because you had to be putting that stupid in there. Oh, my goodness. This is out in Australia. It's not here in the United States. So, yeah, the Australians do all kinds of stupid stuff. Well, she tested the system and she failed. So, thank you so much for joining us. All right. So, we've got this bigger story. You've got this young 18-year-old who is now roaming the streets on the subway system, begging for food, meets this guy on the app. He ends up taking her through a sex trafficking, you know, experience. And, or human trafficking experience. All because her father, because she was 18 and had finished high school. Think about that, Tamika. Uh, as a product uh, or a child who stayed home uh, well after, um, uh, you know, I, I was a good functioning young lady, um, but it just, I wasn't ready. You know, at 18, I can honestly say I back then wasn't ready for what the world offers or what the world is. And I <laughs> thank God for mom, you know, because I had already graduated from college and came back home, and the doors were still open to me, um, you know, and I'm grateful for that opportunity. Um, also, you know, the, today's youth are different, you know. Some of them are progressive, but every child is not, you know, and you, you, you're not going to be able to tell from day one which one is and which one isn't. You know, they come out of the womb and, oh, well, you get that when you're 18, you know. Um, suppose the child is just not ready. You know, and then we have other things, you know, we were, we're constantly talking about mental Ill, illness or mental concerns. You know, I, I know of someone who has an adult child who has autism, you know, and the way that this adult, you know, this child, but an adult function, um, the, the parent has often said that this, this adult now is never going to be able to function on his own. 
um, because of his current disability, you know. So just putting them out at 18 just because, oh, you reached this number, you know, today is your birthday, happy birthday, get out. You know, <laughs> that's quite concerning. You have to be able to gauge, you know, and, and just getting them out because they were 18, I think that's, that's something that should be um, a case-by-case situation. All right. All right. Pastor KL, you know, uh, uh, Tamika says this would be a case-by-case situation. What do you think? Well, though, though some of my biggest goals was for my children to turn 18 and move out. You know, that, 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 that's, that's on your bucket list. You know, pe- people don't realize that, you know, we create bucket lists from their children at birth. You know, when, when they get 18, they got to get out of my house. But, you know, as, as Tamika says, you know, you know your children. You know who can survive and who can't survive. You know there's a reason why they're eating all your groceries because they can't buy their own groceries. The reason why they're turning on and off your lights because they can't do it at their own house. So I, I don't I don't think that 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 was a good look. You know, um, listen, there's 30 year olds and 35 year olds that can't afford their own place right now. You just you just spoke of, you know, renting out your room. You know, so surely in this day and age, an 18 year old is not going out there and and making good decisions. You know, for for his his or her living quarters. So no, I don't I don't think you should have put them out because they're 18. I would have liked to, you know. Um, sometimes with the attitude, I'd be justified. However, I wouldn't do that. Okay, okay. Oh, uh, brother Al, brother Al, what say you? Well, what you have to do is start throwing hints. You know, my son turned 18. I'm like, wow, man, you know what I could do with that room right there? <laughs> You're 18 now, man. You know what I could do with that room? I could just picture that room being my quiet room, take that bed out. <laughs> you know, um, I think well, one of the biggest problems is you got to groom our children or prepare them for that. You know what I'm saying? We, we just got the kids. We're taking care of everything. We got the kids in our house. You know, they don't help pay no bills. They're working. They don't help pay no bills. So you're not teaching them, like, you know, hey, you know what? These are things that you're going to do when you're going to have to do when you move out on your own. Because a lot of these kids, they just feel, I'm 18, I'm grown, I could do this and that. I, I talk to kids now, and they say, oh, I'm grown. When I get 18, I'm leaving. I said, do you know how much rent is? Do you understand how much rent is? So we're not preparing. I don't think we should just throw them in the street, but we need to prepare our children. And my son was home. He got mad, but then he understood it. You live in here. Okay, bro, you're going to pay a light bill. You're going to pay something. Oh, why I got to pay light bill? Because you use it. That's why. You know? So we need to groom our kids for that. Now, hey, you know, you get, you know, these kids, they look at it like, okay, you're my parent. You're not supposed to be charging me. Not, you, you're my parent. You're not supposed to be charging me rent. You're my parent. I shouldn't have to pay this. Why not? You working? You eating up all the food? You know, all the hog moths, all the chitlin. You know, <laughs> you, you using the water, and you don't want to help pay. So we we have to groom groom our children for that. But I don't think you should. Okay, she's eighteen. She got to get out of here. You know, you set your child up for just what happened. Okay, they see how rough it is, and I need to make some money. So they start becoming strippers, or they get caught up in getting sex trafficking. So. 
Yeah, I don't think you should throw out like that. No. Alrighty, alrighty. Chantese, what's your thought on this? You're 18, yeah. you're out of high school, it's time to go. That was all about what he wanted. You know, as a father, like, all right, I don't want to be held liable for you anymore. I don't want to take care of you anymore. So you get up at my house. And exactly what Brother Al just said is where my mind went. So now you're you're setting me as a child up to now survive by any means necessary. So if I, if I made the choice to turn to prostitution or stripping or scamming or hustling, whatever would have, you know, even if that's not something I wanted to do, but it would have put some quick money in my pocket, and this is how I'm working my way through college, then, you know, how could you, you know, look at me and say anything outside of good job? Because what you said was you go out there and you fend for yourself by any means necessary. You probably can barely pay the mortgage and the rent. You know, you might have to borrow from your parents some months to pay utility bills. So what makes you think that at 18 I'm set up to do anything out here? You know, if I was if I was living life properly in my teenage years, I don't know what it is to live by myself because as a child, my only job is school. So that's where my head is. My head isn't in the real world yet. I just graduated high school. Now my head starts to go into the real world, what it means to be out here and, you know, make a a living and figure out what it is I want to do with my life and if I want to go to college or not, what kind of job I want. If I, you know, my my teenage life was lived properly, I don't know what it is to be out here. So this was all about the father, and he ain't never care about that girl. From the second, you know, she probably got into junior high. He was already doing a countdown. Like, I right, see how many more years left. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. As soon as she turned 18, she up out of here. And unfortunately, now you have put her in a position to be traumatized with, you know, what she went through. How are you, like, what do you have to say? How are you facing her now? How, how are you saying, what are you saying to her now? If she has to go through this. Hmm. I, I want to ask this question, you know, and, and Brother Al stepped all into it, but, you know, some people, I, I used to work with this woman, and she would not charge her son rent. Now, at the time, I was about 23, 24. I was out on my own. I was paying my own rent. I was my own. I, was, I had my own children. And she had this grown 35-year-old son. And she would not, not only did he live at home, but she would not charge him any rent. You know, and, and I, I, you know, as, as Pastor Jeff would say, I already know which way you're going with this, Pastor KL, but, you know, for those who don't automatically know, well, what's, what's your thought on, and how early? Do they start paying? Do they start paying as soon as they get a job? Do you let them kind of coast a little bit and then you you know assign a a, a you know some type of you know amount that they contribute to the home? Do you full out charge them rent 
what 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 was the decision for you, Pastor KL? All right. Well, first of all, at thirty five, you pay your mortgage. You're not paying. You're not paying. <laughs> you're paying the whole mortgage. Because if you if you think you can stay there that long, you have an, an invested interest in this house. So you pay your mortgage. Okay. Um, for for you know we we've had five children in the house. And they bake for jobs. And I tell them, listen, if you bake for jobs, you go bake for a bill. So which one do you want? You know, we can get you a job, wow. but you go wow. while you begging for this job, because because you know, as as Shanti says, you know, you only have one real job, and that's to get a good education. But if you feel you need money, then you need a bill. So what happens is that you get a job, and your first check, it's yours. It belongs to you. You go out, movie, sneakers, do whatever you want to do. The remaining checks, I get a piece of it because you're going to pay a bill. You want a job? You want to be grown? You're going to do grown things in my house. You get a bill. So from from the from from the time you get a job, you paying bills. Like I said, that first check is your, is your giveaway. You go and you won the lotto. Go make sure you get as many hours as you can in that first check because that's your <laughs> giveaway. But all the other checks. Some of that coming to me. Now, do we take on an entire bill, or do we take on a portion of bill? Of the bill. Okay, so so if if four children are working at the same time, then they split the bills. So let's just okay. say, you know, my son and my daughter, you got the power bill. You know, what I mean, uh, somebody else, the other two got the cable bill. Nobody's gonna get the, you know, no one's gonna get the water bill because it's the cheapest. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but you gonna pay, okay. you gonna pay significant bills. You know, I can pay the water bill. You know, so you want to turn on and off my lights? You want to go in and out of the refrigerator? Like something changed? You gonna pay the power bill? You know what I mean? You you want to to rent movies? You gonna pay the cable bill? You yeah, know, so that's how that works. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Uh, Brother Al, what are you talking about here? You you said that you know you automatically went to yes, you're gonna have to pay bills. Was that like a pastor KL? You got the first check is yours. Do you give them a month? Do you give them six months? What was the process in you know going from boys to men? Well, I started from the jump because. When you move into an apartment, you ain't get to check that here. You got to pay paying bills immediately. <laughs> you got to pay bills immediately. You know? What? <laughs> then wait for you think the you think the light company gonna say, okay, you you're gonna take that first check and pay us next month? No. But you know, I, I had like I said, I had issues with both of my sons, and and I think I older they kind of see what I was doing because what I did overall, I told my son. And my oldest son, he had a daughter. So I know he got a child to take care of, right? You're going to take care of that child. But you're here, you're eating up, you're doing this, doing this. I said, this is what I want you to do. I said, how much could you afford to give me a month? I said, that's going to cover everything. So he said, well, Dad, I probably can give you like $250 or whatever. I said, I'll tell you what, give me $150 a month. That's it, $150 a month. Now, you all know uh, Pastor Kel, Pastor Kel, $150 ain't going to do nothing for you when you own a house. But my plan was, that $150 that he was giving me, I was putting that away. So now when he wanted to move, I was going to give him that whole chunk. But then he got to the point, 
oh, I don't know why I got to pay you. You're my father. And I'm looking at him like, no. You know, and then, unfortunately, he stole some money from me. So I kept the money that I had to decide. And he wound up having to go anywhere. But, you know, I think we should start from the, you know, I think that's a good idea with KL said as well. Like, hey, you could take it in your first check. But, you know, I'm starting right away. This is what we do. We're going to sit down and plan this out. When you're going to pay this money, and I shouldn't have to come look for you. On this day, I expect you to say, hey, Pop, here you go. And, again, that's, you know, because okay. this is what's going to happen in the real world. Okay, okay. All right, uh, Tamika, you know, well, what's, your, what's, what's your thought? How, how should this go in your world? Should there be a waiting process, you know, kind of give you a chance to get on your feet? Or, yo, I'm coming out the gate like, Brother Al, you got, you got to start paying it. Listen, that paycheck belongs to me. Uncle Sam takes his. I want mine. <laughs> no. As a parent, <laughs> I've waited a minimum of 18 years for somebody to help me with these bills, you know, help me with something. <laughs> and, and, you know, <laughs> now you get, oh, you get money. Oh, that's wonderful, baby. When you going to have mama pay these bills? <laughs> you know, I, I, I think about my situation, which was actually different. Uh, my mother did wait for that first check. But, you know, her thing was she, she dealt with us differently. If you're not, if you're not going to work, I mean, if you're not going to pro, uh, provide me with resources, you're going to give me something. So what she did was she actually constructed a bank account for me. So I gave her the money, you know, um, every time that I got um, uh, paid, we went to the bank. And back then, it's different from now. Back then, you used to put your money in the bank account, and they would write in this book how much you had. You know, right. and so right. what was right. what, what was actually happening was the funds were building. And then after a certain period of time, she says, okay, after this time, you can use the money. You can use it. You can use it for whatever it is that you want to use it for, but you got to tell me what you're using it for. You know, and that was a benefit. So for us, we had to do something in the house. You got to mop a floor. You got to wash a dish. You got to, you know, you got to take make, maintain the home. So that was our benefit. So I would cut the grass and I would wash the dishes. And, you know, it, it made me aware of how many different things happen, especially when you, it's different when you're in an apartment. When you're in a home, there's all kinds of stuff that happens. You know, in the middle of the night, you go into sleep, you hear something that's shut. Wait a minute, what's that? You know, and it made me sensitive to even now in my adulthood, what's, what's that sound? Because anytime you hear a new sound, you know that means money. I, you know, I can't laugh at you, Pastor Jeff, because <laughs> honestly, it's the same thing. You know, you hear that click, 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 you, you hear that drip, drip in the sink. Oh, shucks, you already know you're going to have to call the plumber. So in your mind, yeah. you already um, estimate yeah. how much is this going to cost. You know, you have something that, okay, this sound, this this is not something, you know, you, you turn on a light and it don't do what it's supposed to do. Uh, how much of a, I, I, what, what am I going to have to call for an electrician? So we don't realize that what they're doing is building us for the future. So however it is that works for you, then, you know, do it. It's a case by case, you know, but there was something, you're not just going to lay around here. I understand that you're working and I understand that you get days where you're tired, but there's going to be a day where you're going to help me paint this wall, you're going to help me cut this grass, you're going to help me fix something. You're not just going to lay around. You got your resources? Okay, fine. You know, and, and I guess, it's, you know, you have to gauge the child because 
you, you definitely don't want your child to get to the point where they're comfortable. Mommy can do it. No, you got money. Because I remember that. We went to the store and I was like, Mommy, you going to take care of you? She was like, no, you got a bank account. Why can't you pay for it? You know, and those are the things that we need. We don't realize it at the time. And sometimes we even, you know, push against the grain. No, mommy got the money. You, you, but, but you got, yeah, but you have a bank account. You have a bank account for a reason. It's not just, you know, when you get older, mommy still takes care of you. Yeah, mommy is going to take care of you for certain things. But you're an adult now and you have a bank account. Honey, play, spend that money. <laughs> all right. All right. We got a caller. And we'd like to invite her to comment. Good morning, Candace. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for taking my oh. call. Sure, Hello? sure. What's your input today? I, well, I just want to comment on the fact. It's a great topic, by the way. Um, my comment and opinion really based off where the teenager is from. I'm based in New York City. Um, I do have cousins down south, and when they turn 18, their first thing was to get a car, start working, and get their apartment. But when you're in New York City, whether you're living in a building or a house, if you're going to school, I feel like that is a job. If you're in college, I feel like that's a job by itself. And your job when you're in college mm-hmm. is to succeed and build yourself up to be an adult. And that way, mm-hmm. when you're an adult, you still come out of college stumbling a little bit, but you have a foundation to build and mm-hmm. have your own. Right, because 18 to mm-hmm. me is still, like, what is 18? You know, now by the time right. you're able to extend your family, you should not be in your family's home. If that's the decisions you're making, you shouldn't mm-hmm. be bringing other people into your family's home because there was only enough room for you, right? So now <laughs> most children, it don't matter if you're 16, right? No, it's true. If you're 16 years old, it could be a kid working at McDonald's. Some children are just like that. You know your kids. They will give you, if they have $100, they'll mm-hmm. give you $75 because that's just who they are. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in this right. topic, it really just depends on what state you live in. If you live in New York, you could move on and say, I'm independent. But you independently paying someone else's mortgage when you could be helping your own family with their mortgage, mm-hmm. right? Oh. So we just got to make, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Thanks for Thank taking you my so call. much for your input today. You're welcome. Have a blessed Thank one. Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening. Right. You should have been talking to my children. All right. Where's she, where's she been? Where's she been? <laughs> who, who, who is this woman? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need her number. <laughs> yeah, right. we need her number. She need to be telling to my son. Yeah, she needs to tell her to my son. You go out and listen to her. I want to know, is she giving sight to the blind? Because she need to talk to my kids or something. You know what I mean? Cause... <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness. Shot King, what, what, what say you in this, you know, at what point do you start paying? You know, is there, should there be a pause? You know, waiting period, then kind of wait you have to get on your feet, or... Should you have to jump right in? I ain't paying nothing. I'm a blessing to my mother. She mm. take care of me. <laughs> Don't do that loud. Mm. Don't do that loud. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear nothing that woman did. You didn't hear nothing that caller just said, did you? You know. <laughs> nah, I, 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 I agree. I agree a lot with um with what Candace said. 
and that's where my mind was going to. It has everything to do, for the most part, anytime I've heard of parents, I know of someone who, once their, once their parent got remarried, the step-parent came in and changed everything and was pretty much kicking the kids out at 16. And for the most part, whenever I hear of parents, like, throwing their 18-year-olds, 16-year-olds to the wolves, those parents have not properly set their kids up. I have I have yet to really hear of a nice amount of parents who have done that. And when you ask them, well, why would you do this? Because, listen, I really took the time to set them up from 13 years old. I taught them how to do this. I taught them how to do that. So now I feel at 18, you should be prepared. They ain't, they ain't prepared their kids for nothing. I I agree. If, and that's actually one of the – I'm 37 and I'm still home for for many different reasons. And I know for me personally, one of the reasons why God has kept me here is so that I can I could learn how to run a home. And one of the things that I even said to my mother was, I'm not going out here and paying rent and investing in someone else's property when you have property and I could mm-hmm. be giving that money to you. When I leave here, I'm leaving here to invest in Shantisa's property. I'm not leaving here to invest in nobody's building. I definitely ain't moving into nobody else's house. You might as well just burn the house down for now. I ain't doing that. Because as my mother said, I've been here and I've watched her be a landlord, be an upstanding landlord, and the tenants be people I was ready to hang. And I wasn't even the ones that they had to deal with directly because I was too young for them to come to directly. I'm not doing that. So what would be the point? In me, if I don't know how to follow your rules as my mother, how am I now going to go out here and follow someone else's rules who's going to be scamming me anyway out my money? And I may end up, and my thing was, I ain't leaving here to come back home. See, it, 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 I, I'm going to be one of the scammers, the, the, the strippers and all that. I'm going to do what I got to do to stay up out this house. So before mm-hmm. I set well, myself up for failure, I, listen, this, this, I had to be real with the Lord even before I gave my life. Before I set myself up for failure, let me stick to, and another reason why I'm still home is because I still need the babysitting. I, I wasn't, I, I was willing to do what it took to make the money, but it wasn't what I should have been doing. So if you know, and again, like Candace said, if I, when I ever I made money, my mother had an agreement with us. Okay, listen. You pay your phone bill, you contribute to the utilities, because these are things that y'all are using anyway. Ain't nobody here paying rent, okay? So take that verbiage out your mouth. Ain't nobody here paying rent, because now rooms in, in New York City cost more than a studio apartment. So ain't nobody paying no rent. But you're, paying, you're, you're contributing towards the utilities. If I got an extra $100, my mother got that extra $100. You know, and it's because of the way she trained me. So it has everything to do with, for the most part, because you do have some that flip through, how you train and set your child up. But I have very rarely heard of these parents that's like 18, get up out of my house, but you did everything you needed to do to properly teach your child how to fend for themselves. Because it's all about you at this point. You don't want to be held liable. You don't want to look at them anymore. You don't want to feed them anymore. You don't want to see them anymore. So now you figure you grown, you get up out of here, and they they don't know what to do. You don't know what to do as a parent. Mm-hmm. So how do you think the kid knows oh, what wow. to do? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, we have some 
information here, a lot of things for people to digest, a lot of things for people but you, to digest. You know what the sad thing about that, that conversation is, is that, you know, people would rather pay somebody else's bills than to help you pay yours. Mm-hmm. Just to say that they're on their own. Just to say that they're out on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. and, and that yep. person... That person can manipulate them. That person can treat them wrong. But just because I turn my own key, I'd rather help John uh-huh. than help mom. Yep. It's very true. Uh-huh. It's very true. I, I, I just need to have my own. It doesn't matter how logical it is. It doesn't matter how beneficial it may be. You know, none of that makes sense as long as I'm on my own. Oh. And then and then watch this, Stephanie. So, so I, I, I'd rather, I'm sorry, Pastor Steph. So <laughs> I, I'd rather help somebody else than help my mother. And guess what? When my mother dies, I might get the house. Mm-hmm. But 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 now because there's no help, you know, my mama could lose the house, you know, all because I wouldn't give mm-hmm. up a dollar. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Oh, but oh, how about this one? I'm not paying my own rent, but I'm going to ask mama for help. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to shop in your house when I don't have food. Mm-hmm. I'm coming looking through your cabinets, your refrigerator, your freezer. You know how many times I've seen that happen? Where oh, yeah. It don't happen here. But I've seen oh, that happen yeah. where people move, and you, you, you didn't want to stick it out at home. You didn't want to, you know, contribute to the house. You didn't want to help. But yet when you need help, you going back home with the shopping cart. Mm-hmm. Going mm-hmm. through the cabinets, going to the refrigerator, and I'm like, "Yo, you are a good one," because they could have stayed home and helped and made it happen. But like you said, Pastor KL, because I need to flex, I need to because I don't want to take anybody's rules and regulations because I want to do what I want to do. I don't put into this home, but I'm gonna take out of this home. I don't think so. No, it don't work like sure. that here. Very, very good. So, Pastor Steph, you're passing the house down to me? Is that what that means? I'll say it for you, Pastor Steph. Not on the line. Not on the line. We'll see what God says. You hit. You hit something right on the head. One of the biggest things, you know, with me talking to kids and stuff that does that, one of the biggest reasons they leave is because uh, some, sometimes it's not I don't want to help. A lot of these kids leave because, oh, there's rules at home. You hit right on the head. If I go out on my own, I can do whatever I want to do, you know. Yeah. And then they go out there and see, it ain't, it ain't what you said it was. It ain't what you thought it was because you yep. want to go out. You don't want to follow the right. rules, so I'm going to go out. And now you go out and you see, wow, it's hard. Man, I, I'm eating up a Roman noodles every day. Let me go to my mom and dad's house and get a plate. <laughs> and I come right. to the George Shore right. food. What you need, bro? <laughs> no, hey, come on, I come to the George Shore. What you need, bro? We're just hanging on it. Got to open that way. What you need, bro? Hey, Pop, you, you ate? Oh, no, I ate already. You ate? I had some Roman noodles. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Hey, right, well, look, I got to go. I'm going to holler at you. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't already. I got to go ahead and finish all this. Yeah. I'll talk with you later. It's true. You don't want to You don't want to abide by the rules and regulations, but yet I'm supposed to still help you. And, you know, I always said to, the, to, to my girls, I said, 
you know, sometimes I've seen people leave and come back, you know, and, and, and things like that. I, by the grace of God, I didn't, I never had to go back, but I, I've seen it happen. And, and my thing is, you know, if you left properly, always, you can always come back. If you left with attitude, right. your butt is telling me what I could do and what you going to do, you stay right on out there and you make it happen. But based on how you leave, the doors are always open for you. But, you know, a lot of times, again, your attitude is so bad. When you leave, you know, you, 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 you're the big man. You're the big woman. You could make it happen. And now look where you are. Like I said, you, you, can't, you can't shop through here. I, it's, it's just something about that that just up my nerves. Especially, again, it's the attitude. It's different if, again, you're leaving you left on your own, and you need some help, absolutely, absolutely. When I buy, I'll buy for you. You know, maybe you could use, you know, a, a couple of packs of meat, or maybe you could use, you know, there's five cans of vegetables on, you know, on sale. I'll help you. But that <laughs> attitude, when you leave, it makes all the difference in the world. And I don't think a lot of times they, they think about stuff like that. Oh, the dude oh, no, always comes through big time. No, no, not at all, Brother Al, not at all. Thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation. And I pray, we pray you have a blessed day. Great conversation. You as well. You as well. Everyone have a lovely one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So as we said earlier, there was no specific pray for them. However, we did have a couple stories where we definitely wanted to, you know, lift um, the individuals up in prayer. We have the little boy who, six-year-old, who, you know, they came into the home, the guy who came into the home and beat the child in the head. Now the child is on critical, uh, in, in critical condition. And the young lady who ended up being um, a victim of sex trafficking, sex and human trafficking because her dad simply put her out because he thought she was just old enough. Go before the Lord. As I always like to say, holding hands, holding hearts. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you as always with a word of thanks. Thank you for inviting us into your day, dear Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, for just carrying us through the night that we would even be awakened into such a wonderful and beautiful day. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for the conversations that take place first thing in the morning to get us started, jump started into our day. Lord, we're lifting up our baby, our six-year-old, who just lying in his bed, just lying in his bed, innocent, God. Little Jeremy, God, we ask you to just be with him, cover his body, God, as we can only imagine the level of pain and discomfort that he's in, God. We ask you to just send him the best doctors, the best staff, that they would love him, care for him, and treat him well, God. We pray for his family, dear Heavenly Father, who must be so uh, so grief-stricken, dear Heavenly Father, over what has happened, God, 
And we're asking you to just help this family get through this process, the Heavenly Father, and have your way even with the perpetrator, the Heavenly Father. We don't know. We don't know what happened. We don't know what, what's going on with him mentally. But we know something's not right, God, because this was completely unprovoked. And, Lord, we're asking you to even be with his wife and his family as he has to face a new life. He has to face consequences, the decisions. You don't have any idea what's going on in his head. If this is some in, uh, instance of mental illness, we ask you to be with his mom who was also injured in the process, the Heavenly Father. We ask you to cover this entire situation, Lord. We ask you to be with the young lady, the Heavenly Father, who was put out of the home just because. Just because Dad, it felt that she was, it was time. And Lord, as a, a result of that, she had to go through this level of trauma. And Lord, we're asking you to be with her. Heal her in a special way, God. Help her memory. Just let it fade. It can. It can. It may not erase completely, but we can. We, we, we know that you can do this, the Heavenly Father, where it doesn't affect her as much. That maybe now she can be an advocate. She can help to work toward the prevention of this. She can help those who were, um, who have gone through the same experience, God. We ask you to be with a father. That even if, maybe that's what he was taught to do. We don't know why. We don't know what, what, what brought him to that decision. But we don't know if he's carrying a level of guilt right now either. So we're asking you, dear Heavenly Father, to reconcile that relationship. Because I'm sure there's some anger and some animosity going on. And we trust, God, that you will just blend this uh, union back together. We ask you to be with the perpetrator. Help him to understand what he's done and how he may have destroyed a life. We don't know how many other lives he's ever done this to. We ask you to have any father to touch him, touch his life, turn it all around, God, that he would confess and he would repent. He would be remorseful for what he's done. And that he would be on the other side of the fence now. Now standing up and helping who's gone through this particular thing or who has made this kind of decision to, you know, make other people a victim just because he could. Manipulative, uncaring, insensitive. Again, God, you've done bigger things. So nothing we're asking you to do is above your capability or even your desire. We're thanking you, God, for the discussion for today. If it made anybody aware of anything they should or shouldn't do, God, we thank you. Our conversation was not in vain. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, as we come on each and every day discussing these situations, but giving godly guidance, 
understanding it in a different way than the average person being sensitive, caring. And we pray, God, that we're a progressive broadcast, that we move with the time, we would not become stagnant, that we could bless one another and we could bless those who listen and that they can take and keep someone based on what they've learned. Thank you for choosing us. That we get up with a purpose, God. We're not fiddling around trying to figure out what it is we should be doing, what we should be doing with our life. But we know what you've chosen us for. And as you give us increase, as the responsibilities increase, God, that we would grow according to what you would want us to do, how you would want us to grow. Thank you, God, for every time you have fed us. And I'm not talking about food. Every time you've invested in us and and, and enabling us to be a blessing to others. We give you the glory and the honor, so rightly do your name. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. What a good conversation. I I knew the D-Time crew would come up with some good conversation. And giving God thanks that uh, we even had a listener who had a desire to communicate. You know, as everyone was talking, I remember, you know, when the girls got of age and they could work. And I remember just letting them float. They had a certain amount of time that they could just do your thing. Do your thing. I've been taking care of you all along, and I'm going to talk to you about being responsible. I'm hoping you watched how I've been responsible, praying over the way you are and that you would be a good steward over your money, your finances. And it was important to me to let them flow. Because I needed to see what they needed help in. And as Shantice so rightly said, I always told them, y'all not paying on right here. When it's finally time to give up the money, what I did was I equally split the bills. Because all bills have an average. You know, sometimes, you know, they're a little higher in the summer, higher in the, you know, winter. But overall, they, you know, they do have an average. So I just took and equally split the bills. And that's what she contribute. Even now, just some of the verbiage, I hurry up and stop it. Ah, ain't no, ain't no rent. You ain't paying no rent. Don't get beside yourself. You ain't giving no rent. But it's important. It was important to me. And I don't, I don't beat anybody up for whether it was like Brother Al who said, listen, you know, in the real world, excuse you. There is no waiting period. All Pastor Carol says, I give you one shot to do whatever you want to do. Buy your free kids, go to movies, whatever you want to do. You know, how you handle it for your home and how you're raising your children is how you're raising your children. Because there are certain parents who have needs. They need that contribution because, again, as you're contributing, especially in a home, if you go to the bathroom, it's costing me. For you to bathe, it costs me. 
So I just ask that you be considerate. Please do not take long showers. No, 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 because I'm going to be mad when I get the water bill. Please do not just be careless with turning on, leaving on lights and, you know, now it, 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 if you get a little chilly. No, do not walk around in the wintertime with shorts and a tank top. No. You better go out there and take your money and buy yourself some, some pajamas, some socks, or hoodie, whatever you need, because I'm not running no heat 24 hours a day. Yes, that's the way Pastor Steph did it, and I still do. But it was important to me to watch them because I, I need to know where, you're, where you are weak and where you're strong. I need to know where you need, you know, guidance. And I needed to know how responsible you were. You know, I have a hard time with me kind of letting you float, but yet you out here just burning your money. Because guess what? Mom's not burning her money. You don't see me out here hanging out and partying. You don't see me just buying stuff to be buying stuff. You don't see me just splurging. No. I need to make sure that there's money for a rainy day, and that ain't never that big when you have a car and or a home. <laughs> just doesn't work like that in the real world. But I, I give God thanks because I've raised very responsible girls, and it's not easy to do. It's not easy to do. You know, you just have to really pray over your children because some people take advantage, you know, when this woman uses talk about her son, and we used to all just look at each other. It was like, he's 35. Yo, he's living at home paying nothing. And it didn't didn't bother her. You know, her and her husband, they owned the home, they paid for the house, and she didn't have to. And my thing was, well, what happens when, when reality hits? What happens when he has to pay rent? Because he wants a girlfriend, and that girlfriend becomes a fiance, and that fiance becomes a wife. You, well, what she going? She going to pay all the all the bills, or she's going to have a hard time with him adjusting at forty to pay bills because for forty eight years he never paid anything. We we can't raise our children like that because we're not helping them, we're not teaching them anything. So you know we have a responsibility as well to be good parents, be good stewards over our children. And again, you know, whichever way it works, whether you, you know, have them pay out the gate or whether you give them a couple of minutes to get themselves together, I get it. But my theory was, you know what, I've been holding it down all along as long as y'all get bug wild. Go ahead and stack up. Stack, 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 stack. Because when the time comes, I don't want to hear anything. I'm not trying to hear, oh, I don't have it. Oh, can you wait? No, because I waited in the beginning. You you got a rainy day, then you should have a rainy account because you didn't have to pay anything. So, you know, get yourself together. Get yourself together. And the only way we can help get our children together is if we're together. Remember that we set the example. We set the tone. If they watch us reckless. And they watch us, you know, we don't pay bills on time and the lights getting shut off and, you know, gas is going off and, you know, we sitting up in the dark or the rent, the eviction notice is sitting on the door and we have it. Because eventually the kids are going to get away from it. 
You know, I don't want to explain to you why you came in the house and you can't turn on your light. Or why you can't turn on the stove. Or why we have to hurry up and eat the food out of the refrigerator and the freezer because of if I have it. If I'm struggling, then that's something completely different. If I'm taking all my money and I'm putting it into the home and we still have some deficit, then you, as a young person who can, you need to understand you need to go out and you need to help. And if you do already have a job, then you need to contribute. And maybe contribute a little bit more. And I have to honestly say publicly, so our teachers are always good with that. She, she, whatever I asked for, she was consistent. But if she got a little extra, I got a little extra. So again, if you raise your children properly, then it'll come back to bless you. I promise you it will. It will. It will come back to bless you. You don't have to beat them up. You don't have to, you know, hound them. You don't have to continue to ask them you know, to help out or whatever, because it'll be on their heart to do. Mm-hmm. It'll be in your heart to do. So, you know, again, remember, you know, we set the tone for, for our children. You know, most children become responsible because they've watched their parents responsible. But I promise you, if we are, you know, Throwing the chips up in the air and let them fall where they may, then guess what? That's the way the children will function. And sometimes, no matter how hard we work, the children function just like that. And sometimes we can be negligent. I've watched very negligent parents, and the kids have watched that and they're like, I'm definitely not like that. And they become pillars uh, in the family. And sometimes they end up carrying the family. And the parents are still looking around trying to figure out what they're going to do. So let's do what God wants us to do. And let's train up our child the way they should. So you've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit as you go through your day. Be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Seth signing off, and I want to thank my people for always coming through Big Talk. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please don't miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now, because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God says, where is Freestyle Friday? And we get to do whatever we want to do. We'll talk to the men is what we do. Until then, I love you.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.